What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the podcast, America is Blue. Uh, excited to be with you on a Friday, looking at a premiership uh, weekend here. The 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoff at St. James's Park in the north of England in Newcastle. Uh, Jay, Newcastle, just a recap, sitting third. Sitting four places above Chels, taking 27 points from a possible 42. Uh, we do have a game in hand, but uh, nonetheless, this game is huge. And uh, per usual, you get the first thoughts. Uh, what are you thinking about going into the weekend? This is a pivotal, pivotal game for us, just given the timing of this, uh, where Newcastle sits on the tables, uh, how well they've been playing, how poorly we've been playing. You know, this is the opportunity for us to turn the tides. And it's it's a huge moment for us to put out in a really solid performance, hopefully go up there and get a win and have these guys go into the World Cup break with positivity and feeling good so that they are looking forward to come back and getting back to work. So this is a, every game is a monster game. I know a lot of people get very hyperbolic about every situation and try to play it up. This one is truly, truly seismic for our club. I mean, a hundred percent. And it has ramifications on a lot, a lot of things uh, because it, it, you know, we're, we're clearly not title contenders this year, but you know, maintaining our place in the top four is is something that's that's vitally important, I think, to our you know ongoing success and continued trajectory. Uh, that being said, we we do need some enthusiastic performances, and and plus, I think a lot of these guys also want to be playing well heading into the World Cup to impress their uh, you know their their country's uh, managers. Uh, everybody wants to be you know in the best form possible, uh, so it's a real opportunity for a lot of guys to step up. Uh, you know, not just to, to to the club, but also to country. So uh, I think that that's going to be lingering in a lot of our our players' minds as well. So uh, as, as we as we take a look at at what we're we're going to be facing uh, tomorrow, it's a it's a team with some cohesion, a team with a lot of belief, a team with a lot of money behind them, a team that's made a lot of recent you know changes, a lot of positive changes. And uh, I, I think if we don't come away with at least a result, it's really 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 going to have a negative effect on the overall course of the season. I completely agree. And, and, you know, the challenge going into this is I think players are obviously looking forward to the World Cup. You know, nobody wants to be in the Reese James, you know, Sadio Mane category by Ugh. picking up a knock just prior to going into camps with their respective countries. So I also think that to counter that, you know, the boys have to feel similarly to to us as fans and saying they need this. You know, this is a huge game for them. And, um, you know, they got to find this delicate balance with team selection, with who's really focused on getting a W or getting a result out there versus the players who maybe in training have shown some signs of looking forward to some other things that are not relevant to Chelsea Football Club. Okay. Well, interesting implication there. Um, you know, the the one thing I, and no, I do, and by the I way, do no, want to talk no insinuation. about. No insinuation. No insinuation. I, I can't speak for any player who's doing that. I just think it's critically important that we that Grant Potter is focusing on the guys who are who recognize how big this moment is, and maybe steer away from some folks if they have shown it, uh, who are potentially focused on other things. Yeah, I mean, well, we we definitely don't know, uh, you know, who who he's going to march out. Uh, obviously, we'll we'll try our best. 
but uh you know the, the the deck seems to be shuffled more more often than not but uh you know looking at looking on the other side there uh there are a couple of of players I'd like to talk about uh you know that I'm very interested to to get into a little bit on the Newcastle side uh and first and foremost is obviously the main danger man uh Miguel Almiron uh who is uh you know a product of the MLS actually uh, yes. you know, co- coming over, um, you know, showed, showed a lot of, uh, talent and prowess, uh, in, in our domestic league here in the United States. And he's, you know, translated some of that success o- over into the premiership, which I think, um, you know, is a, is a good, is a good indicator that we're starting to get the model right over here and the types of players that we can develop in, in our country. Now, with, with that being said, uh, he's also got Alexander Isaac, the, the Swede, who I, who I really like. And, uh, you know, that Bruno. Uh, they really do have some creative, dangerous players, and that's uh, you know, and Saint Maximin is is uh, still out of the picture right now. But there's a lot to deal with over there. Almiron's got uh, eight goals. I didn't realize that. I was surprised by that. That's a big number. It is a big number, and he's been playing great. Um, Newcastle's an amazing story. It, you know, I've always liked Newcastle as as you know as another club in the league to kind of admire, and mainly because. They've never been really good, but the, the fans are just the Tune Army is a formidable fan base. Those guys show up for their club no matter what is going on. And this is going back to, you know, obviously when we started really following the Prem with Alan Pardew running the show. It's a hostile environment to go into. And I thought, you know, as soon as the Saudis came over and, and took the club over, you thought that they were going to be throwing around enormous amounts of money. And, and and start loading up on talent. And they've done a little bit of that, but all credit goes to Eddie Howe. I mean, they, they haven't broke the bank. They've made some really good targeted acquisitions and they've done a great Pruden. job with development. He's just pieced this team together and he has them firing on all cylinders. So you got Nick Pope in goal, who's an incredible keeper. You're going back to his days at Burnley. Kieran Trippier, super dangerous on free kicks. He's an excellent, excellent wingback or fullback, Dan Byrne, you got Joe Willick, Bruno. Talking about Almiron, he's been in the league for a few years now, and he's always been lively. Like, his stats look good, but he's never been able to score. He's just one of these dudes where you're like, it's got to come eventually, right? And it just never happened. This year, it's happening. So, uh, all credit to him. Callum Wilson, I don't know if he's going to play because he's been a little bit dinged up. He's an amazing player. They can sub in Chris Wood. There's a lot of talent on this team, and they are playing extremely well together. Yeah, uh, Callum Wilson knocked in six goals. I, I saw that too. I mean, they're they're really they're really playing well. And hey, look, man, when's the last last time you know, short of an Alan Shearer or something like that, where we were talking about uh, you know England nationals playing, you know, for Newcastle? You know, you yeah. got Trippier. Uh, you know, there's there's more talent there than there has been in quite some time. Um, so you know, good good for them, and it's you know, it's great for the competitiveness, uh, in in the prem. Um, the other thing that I I wanted to talk about was how are we gonna change it up in terms of our approach uh towards towards goal? I I think um we need to really focus our game plan on sheer, sh- simply attacking, excuse me. You know, some of our, our defensive uh, formations, quite frankly, just haven't been good enough, but we need to do some things with attacking intent. And I think we kind of need to let it, let it hang out a little bit in this game. Uh, not, not play desperate, but play like we absolutely need to win as opposed to trying to be competitive and pick our spots. We need to pick our spot from the jump. I've got to toil with this one. I'm a little bit, you know, 
I, I want us to be compact. Like we, we can't we can't afford to go down one nil, two nil in a game like this and think that we're going to be able to scrape back. I don't think we win the game that way. I think we have to be really controlled and really decisive in our midfield. We need to be very strong in the back. We have to just lock them down. I mean, this is a team that has been putting up a ton of goals recently. They haven't lost since August 31st against Liverpool. They're five wins, three draws since. They're fresh off of a penalty kick win against Crystal Palace. They've won their last four games. I mean, these guys are firing on all cylinders. They're working together. They understand their shape. We have to go out there, in my mind, we have to frustrate them. And I don't mean in the same way that I was thinking about what we needed to do against Arsenal or against City, like muck up the game, you play like that scrappy team. We definitely need to be more creative with what we're doing going forward. But first and foremost, I want to make sure that we are fortified as far as what's going on in the midfield and on our back line and then look to transition. So not a pure counterattack approach, but fortify, stymie them in the midfield, and then go ahead and put together some combinations like we did against City to be able to go ahead and put them on their heels. No, for, for sure. And, you know, it's a, it, I probably missed something. When you were mentioning Eddie Howe, you know, he's the reason why they're scoring goals. I mean, he had Bournemouth scoring tons of goals when he, when, you know, when he was in, in charge of the cherries and he did a great job there with, you know, not a, not a whole lot of talent, really, you know, really working with, with minimal, uh, minimal talent and, and getting high returns. So he definitely knows how to, how to do that. And that, that is definitely a credit to him. I just, I hope that we can match that because th- that is quite frankly, definitely what we're up against. Um, so I'm ready to uh, get into some of the lineups, what I think is going on. Uh, I'm going to talk about the back three that I'm going to go with first. Uh, of course, we have Mendy and goal. I think we're going to stick with that, you know, three, four, three. Uh, I do have Trevor Chalaba playing next to Tiago Silva and Mark Kukurea to the left. I'm going with the same formation and same lineup in the back. I have Mendy, Chalaba, Silva, Kukurea. I think Koulibaly gets a little bit of a break. Fire off. Who's your midfield? Uh, I'm going four across. And, uh, you know, on the right, I got Dave, Kova, and Zakaria in the middle. And if he's still there, give me Lewis Hall on the left. If, 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 he's, if he's available, give me Lewis Hall. I was thinking the exact same thing. I, I, I was looking all over the place this morning to see if he's still up with the squad or not. Hard for me to imagine why he wouldn't be, but... Again, this is a difficult game to go into, but I have a similar mid-four. I have Espilicueta. I have Jorginho. I know he was a little bit dinged up, but he's coming back. Again, I want to be able to control the midfield. Uh, I have Zakaria playing more of a defensive central midfield role. And yes, I want a lot more of what we saw between Marco Correa and Lewis Hall. Bam. Love that. Then uh, my front attacking three might uh, you know surprise a few people, but this is what I'm going with. I'm going with... Uh, Pulisic and Mount underneath Raheem Sterling. Interesting. See, I haven't liked when we played Raheem Sterling as striker, I feel like he gets drowned out. I guess why I don't like this is that the center mids for Newcastle are behemoths. And if we're going to even think about doing anything with long balls moving forward, it's just we're, we're isolating him and I think he'll get drowned out. Where I differ slightly. So I do have Mount, I have Pulisic. I have Aubameyang in there, and I think that because of the center backs for Newcastle, instead of kind of having to deal with anything above the neckline, 
we're going to have to work around them and we're going to have to use pace and positioning. And if we can match the industry we had on the left side against City with what we know is fairly reliable finishing, assuming he can get service with Aubameyang, I think that's going to be our best chance to score. I don't think, and what I am a little bit wary of, is set pieces on both sides. I don't know if we're going to be able to generate very much on set pieces. And then you have Kieran Trippier, who just lights things up. He could definitely be a difference maker, um, you know, from from that piece. Um, Yeah, yeah, those are are great points, man. So wrapping it up, um, my my scoreline, I have a 2-2 draw. That is a very pragmatic scoreline. I am going into the depths of my fandom. I have a <laughs> I have a tickle in my heart. All right. I am wearing my old Hazard Champions League dirty. You should see the underarms of this thing. Filth of a shirt, but it is good All luck. Right. Chelsea, you're going to pull this out. I, I just I have this feeling. I hope I am right that we are going to go out there. We're going to understand how big of a moment this is, and we're going to go out there and we're going to get a win. Chelsea, you're going to pull this out two to one. Two to one. So uh, you heard it here first, Jay Himmelstein, uh, two to one victory for Chels and Josh Freilich officially on the record as a 2-2 draw. Well, uh, we will certainly have to see who's correct. Uh, can't wait to do this with you tomorrow, Jay. We'll definitely have something up, uh, you know, following up the game. Uh, we wish everybody the best of luck. America is blue. We appreciate all the support. Thanks for all the listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.